0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today, FM. Cal Thomas, you're only a few weeks younger than Joe Biden. So will you defend men of your age and say he is of a correct age to be president and to stand again for the next presidential election?
1: Well, Matt, before I answer that ageist question, uh, we're coming up, up upon our uh, annual Thanksgiving holiday here, and uh, that prompts me to be thankful to you, the best media person in all of Ireland, except when I'm visiting. So thank you very much for, uh, for that, and, and I respect and admire Marion, too, and I'm thankful for her. You know, age, uh, we have a commercial over here for a uh, dietary supplement product where the woman says... Age is just a number, and mine is unlisted. That's very funny. There are different people who function well or not so well at different ages. Hopefully I'm still functioning well, but clearly President Biden, as uh, depicted in his many... Uh, appearances uh, has got uh, cognitive problems. We talked about that before. Even Democrats, 40% of Democrats in the uh, latest uh, research uh, poll by Edison Research, uh, want somebody else to run in 2024 other than him. Uh, that's really amazing. I, I'm not sure there's going to be anybody to challenge him because the Democrats don't have as deep a bench as the Republicans do. This is not 1980, where Ted Kennedy uh, challenged uh, Jimmy Carter for uh, for the nomination. Uh, so uh, I, I just think he's slipping. It's very sad to see. Uh, he gets confused. Uh, yesterday at the turkey pardoning on the, uh, the White House lawn, he said his state of Delaware has more chickens than any other state in America. It's funny, but it's just not true. It's part of a long line of misspeaking that I think has
2: many people concerned.
0: Marianne McCone, would you share that concern?
2: Well, can I just say in response, and happy Thanksgiving to you as well, Cal, and I am very grateful for you too. (laughs) uh, Can I just say, though, in response to that, um, look... Joe Joe Biden said there were what more chickens in Delaware than anywhere else. Okay, Donald Trump, and I don't like to do what about it and told more than thirty thousand blatant lies as president. So what are we really talking about here? A president who has misspoken a couple of times, but who look at what he's achieved. You know, I mean, the thing is that as we are always taught as journalists, look at the record. Uh, Joe Biden, in just said two years so far, has pushed through legislation, more legislation than any other president. It has done, it, I think, in, in their two terms uh, that would benefit the American people. So I don't think he should run again. I agree with you, Cal. But I think that, you know, the fact, I think 80, you know, to run a grueling campaign and try and run the country at the same time when he's 82 would be an enormous challenge. But I think that that's not to say that he hasn't been a hugely effective president because he has. And I think people focus way too much on misspeaks and stumbles here and there, verbal stumbles, but, um, but why? You, know, do you, you look do you, at the record. It,
0: do you think, is he showing signs of mental decline or maybe just out of tiredness? Because, you know, it is an age at which most people are retired or they are slowing down, not taking on one of the most stressful and requirement requiring energy jobs you can imagine.
2: Yeah, it's a, you know, it's probably the most demanding job in the world. It's got to be. The, the, and the pressure must be absolutely enormous. But um, And that's why I think in two years' time at 82, it, it would be a huge demand to keep, because, uh, you know, a president can't just go on the campaign trail like a, you know, a challenger. Um, they have to keep running the country at the same time. And I think the two jobs together would be a formidable challenge for Biden at 82. And I think as well, to a degree, he's been prone to misspeaking since he was in his 40s. I've seen reels of biden speaking in the senate you know i saw him in the senate 20 years ago when he would mix up his words that's just he has suffered from a stutter since childhood and i think that that's part of it is controlling that stutter um, i i think nobody's probably at their cognitive peak at 80 it's true but i think as i say what he has achieved in his two years as president don't underestimate him i don't think he will run again i think largely because uh, the, the the all of the leadership the democrats now nancy pelosi steny hoyer jim tyburn have you know know in the Congress collectively said it's time to make way I suspect that may feed into his decision and also Nancy Pelosi has been such a formidable ally of his and on a personal level as well they've been such good friends I think it will be difficult for him even though Hakeem Jeffries is a very talented guy I think that it might be time for a new democratic um, contender.
0: Okay. Uh, Carl Thomas, what do you make of Nancy Pelosi stepping down as the top House Democrat? How significant a figure has she been in the last two decades?
1: Well, she'd been very significant. I mean, a lot of people want to mention, of course, that she was the first female Speaker of the House, and that certainly was uh, a breakthrough. Uh, But she has been uh, incredible in her ability to herd the various factions of the Democratic Party, from the crazy left of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the squad, uh, to uh, people more in the center of the Democratic Party. She's been been able to get them to vote on legislation that she and the president wanted to get through. So in terms of effectiveness, she's been very good. I thought she would retire completely from Congress, and she may still, uh, because of the terrible uh, attack uh, on her husband, uh, a, co- a few weeks ago, uh, I can't see her as being not in a leadership position, which she fought for for, for years and attained, first as uh, minority leader when the Republicans were in charge, then ma- then majority leader, and then Speaker of the House. I just can't see her being in the minority uh, and, and not going home to San Francisco and enjoying the rest of her life. But, you know, it's an addiction in Washington. They don't call it Potomac fever for nothing.
0: Let's move on to Twitter. And Mary McCone, Elon Musk has decided to reinstate the accounts of Donald Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene and others, but will they avail of the ability to tweet again?
2: Well, you know, we'll see. I would say Marjorie Taylor Green certainly will, because any microphone for her and any television camera and any any chance of publicity at all, uh, she is not known to shy away from. Uh, Donald Trump says at the moment that he's not interested. Well, let's just wait and see. You know, he has about, what, four million followers on his, his pretty dismal failure that is Truth Social. Uh, and he had about 90 million on Twitter. I don't think Donald Trump, is, likewise, has ever seen a camera or a megaphone that he didn't like. So I think if he is um, going to try and ramp up his campaign to, to get the Republican nomination, he probably is going to get back on Twitter. You know, it's 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 a very practical transaction. I think Elon Musk is doing it as well for publicity to try and keep people on Twitter, because Twitter has left such a sour taste in people's mouths over the last couple of weeks and months, and uh, I think that he sees that as a way as keeping the clickbait going. If you've got Donald Trump tweeting out outrageous stuff, people are going to rush to Twitter to look at it, and that's just how it is. I think that's why he wants him back. He's also taking back Elon Musk, um, but apparently he's drawing the line at Alex Jones, and his reasoning for that, and I do have sympathy for him, but it's so subjective, he says that he's not going to bounce um, Alex Jones back on, because who, who, of course, we know has been a, a, war, a, a billion dollars in damages has been awarded against him over the Sandy Hook shootings and him saying that they were all a hoax. Uh, and Elon Musk says that his, his firstborn child, who suffered a, ca- a cot death tragically, and um, died in his arms, and that's why he's not. But that's not that's not the correct reason. You know, it's not. It's I mean, with all sympathy, to Elon Musk. It's not about Elon Musk's personal experiences, and why should that decide who is or who is not allowed well, on there's Twitter? A,
0: there's a touch of the FIFA president Gianni Infantino about that particular type of approach of yeah. taking it. What, what do you reckon? And though is going on with Trump not tweeting yet, Cal, do you think is he perhaps going to start laying down conditions that he'll want to control Musk rather than being used as a way for Musk to drive traffic onto the uh, platform?
1: Yeah, I think Marion is right in her uh, analysis here. But what we, and it is a private company, and uh, he can do whatever he wants. But uh, here, what would be very helpful is that if he put out a standard, a a, a program of of practices and standards uh, that say we're going to allow these kinds of people on, but we're not going to allow people like Alex Jones or Holocaust deniers or uh, conspiracy theorists and the rest. Uh, so we don't really know. Uh, I mean, why, again, would Marjorie Taylor Greene, an election denier, and, and Trump, an election denier, and, and uh, who is certainly complicit in, in one way or another in the January 6th uh, riot at the Capitol, why would you allow them on and, and not some others? So I think having a standard of some sort would be very helpful.
0: OK, um, Marion, what's this um, thing from Florida, Ron DeSantis' stop-woke law, which has been blocked in part by a judge, has been positively dystopian?
2: Well, you know, I really applaud this, this judge, Mark Walker, because he absolutely eviscerated Ron DeSantis over his law. Now, the, the law's full name, the legislation, it's called the Individual Freedom Act and the stop-woke And then in brackets, wrongs to our kids and employees act. I mean, even that just tells you how absurd it is. And this law specifically... It, it makes it illegal to teach any teachings that Ron DeSantis has decided may promote guilt or infoke senses of privilege for actions committed in the past by other members of a group. This is what this is intended to do: is to say in universities, you can't teach about racism, you can't teach about sexism, you can't teach about anything that might make you know white men feel embarrassed or guilty or shamed, and you know it's it's just laughable. And he says that this is in the name of freedom, so this judge responded so scathingly with his injunction, and he quoted uh, George Orwell's 1984 in the first line of his judgment, um, and said that, pointing out that saying professors enjoy academic freedom so long as they only express the views that basically Ron DeSantis approves of, which is what this law is about. You can only teach what Ron DeSantis decides you can teach in universities. You see, Carl, let me, let, me let me go to Carl in this,
0: because Carl... Is there not a bitter irony in this, in that DeSantis said when he was signing the bill, in Florida we will not let the far-left woke agenda take over our schools and workplaces. There is no place for indoctrination or discrimination in Florida. But that's exactly what he's doing. Is this not an example of utter gaslighting and trying to call it woke?
1: Well, I agree with Marion. I mean, i graduated from American University in Washington, D.C. I appreciate academic freedom. I don't think politicians ought to be telling educators what they can and can't teach at the university level. And when you're talking elementary school and having drag queens come into kindergarten, that's another issue. But I think at the university level, nobody is forced to attend these universities. Nobody's forced to attend certain classes. You can make up your own mind. But the whole point of going to a university or at least it used to be, is to be exposed to other ideas and to make up your own mind about what you think is right and wrong and to uh, uh, you know assimilate these ideas and, and find out what other people are thinking and what they believe. So I think this is a big mistake on his part, frankly, and uh, you're probably surprised to hear that.
0: I am, but it's good to hear <laughs> you say it. Thank you very much, Carl Thomas and Marian McKeown. The Last Word with Matt
2: Cooper Weekdays from 4.30 Today, F- we <laughs>